Welcome to episode 20 of the Lonely Fan Sports Show. I am Josh Anderson. While I'm waiting for another podcast to load into the site, I felt that I would have time to to go through some news uh, of some sports that I have not talked about or gone through. And some of it is Minnesota Vikings related. And there have been some newsworthy items that I, you know, that need to be discussed. And the first and concerning portion of it is the NFL actually has decided what the salary cap is going to be. And the cap is actually going to be. 182.5 million dollars and that is going to be a 15 million dollar drop just a pure drop from the previous season and that is the first time that it has dropped that I could ever remember now, Pro Football Talk did an article and argue that if you if you do the increase from the previous season, it's closer. The anticipated drop is more like twenty five million. That's insane, and the teams are are realistically not prepared for that. And you could even see that that no team is no team is prepared for that. So when looking at my favorite team, the Minnesota Vikings, they are not exactly in the most cap-friendly position, but they still have room to to work with, and they need to continue to get underneath the cap. and And they really have made moves, and the the biggest move that they made originally was getting rid of Kyle Rudolph, and I, I feel that. He was kind of kept on for for moral support, and you know maybe there maybe is a level of fan base that was gonna maybe some backlash because sometimes sometimes I feel some players are kept if if you view them that the team is is not going to maybe or the fan base is going to appreciate that player player being gone. Uh, he was one of them. But he he needed to go. Uh, he last year there was there's conversations from uh, people on Twitter, uh, from ESPN, uh, the the Courtney gal, and then uh, like I said, Pro Football Talk, to where uh, he was upset with his contract situation. They redid his contract, so for this year that he he could probably cut, and and it did happen. Uh, Kyle made an interview that he was being misused and there's some questions that maybe he was maybe he wasn't and Kyle Kyle in the red zone was amazing even in the last few years he would you would throw the ball up there any, any of them if it was Case Keenum Kirk Cousins you throw the ball up to him, and he was he was going to get it. And he had some amazing catches. I can think of the Dallas Cowboy game. I could think of the New Orleans Saints game in the playoffs. 
or even the Seattle Seahawks game, uh, he, he can make unbelievable catches. But the one thing about Kyle Rudolph was you, you he was not going to get yards after catch. Uh, if And then there are a lot of games, even in the 2020 season, where he was realistically MIA, and as a football fan, you're just you're just like, where's Kyle Rudolph? And there was a lot of times in the middle of the field, it's like, what are you doing? Uh, why aren't you getting open? So it's time for a new direction. The salary could be used elsewhere. Uh, the offensive line, if, if you want Kirk Cousin to work, you need the offensive line to be better. So hopefully, and Kyle needs to identify that. And it's going to be a rough market for Kyle, the remaining part of, uh, I think Kyle should have probably identified that he's going to have to take a pay cut and there's going to be a lot of players that this season is going to be hurting a lot of players because of the salary cap issues. And he's probably not even going to make as much money as he probably did for the Vikings. Now, I could be I could be wrong with that take, but for the Vikings, he's pretty much kind of screwed. And he should have probably just waited and took the pay cut. But uh, we do have Irv Smith, and we do have opportunities elsewhere, but the Vikings are going to use that money for elsewhere. elsewhere. So sounds like maybe he could maybe go to the Browns. This is uh, Kyle Rudolph. Uh, there was some other interesting talk for the Vikings and Daniil Hunter. Uh, there's some questions if going into last season, if Daniil Hunter wanted to be, there were some media members that were posting some interesting topics about Daniil Hunter wanting to be the highest played pay, player in football. And you're like, huh? It's like, where is this kind of stuff coming from? And it's just one of those things. It's, is, this, is this coming from the agent? Is this coming from the player? And Daniil Hunter is a very talented individual, but it's like, come. it's just those, just those, those type of games that you just get tired of listening to. And it's just, just be straightforward. And you just get tired. It's like, Players, you, you like it's like one of those things where you want to be on um, Richard Sherman's side about you hate agents and everything, but it's like agents are supposed to be on your side. I mean, agents are supposed to work for the players, but in this case scenario, if if, if it is the agent, you're you're definitely not working for Daniel Hunter in this case. But either way, Rick, Rick Spielman came out and said Daniel Hunter has not asked for a trade or wanting to be the uh, top defensive player. But interestingly, some Viking fans on Twitter pointed out that uh, Daniel Hunter did like some uh, stuff on Twitter that related to trades. So nobody really knows what's going on in the head of Daniil Hunter, what does he want to do? So until media members can actually interview where he he, he wants to be and where he wants to go, it, it sucks because he's 
one of the most talented players and the Viking defense were so bad. But until he actually, you know, until media members can actually talk to him, you just you just don't really know where his mindset is. Uh, the other thing the Vikings did is they re-signed Stephen Weatherly. He was on the Vikings for his fourth first four NFL seasons. Then he signed a two-year deal with the uh, Carolina Panthers. Uh, he went on injured reserve for them with a finger injury. He did not uh, finish the season there, and then they released him. Didn't go that well, so uh, it'll be interesting to see if he's able to uh, you know, rectify his career at all being uh, back with Minnesota. Minnesota defensively needs to get better. Uh, their run defense was horrid and overarchingly their whole defense was horrid last year obviously losing pierce was not in uh, anthony barr kendricks so hopefully with returning players their defense can return to 2019 form but until that happens this is where we're at um uh vikings won't tender restricted free agent chris jones cornerback that's something of, of an area that the Vikings need to improve upon in that respect. And then the one thing that, that I'm extremely happy about the Vikings did was the Vikings released Dan Bailey. Uh, it was a few games too late. Uh, they should have done that sooner, but uh, they finally did it. Uh they gave him a contract extension before the 2020 season because he was playing well. But towards the end of, we all saw it, the 2020 season, he started missing field goal kicks. Uh, you know, before he got injured in Dallas, he was the most accurate kicker in NFL history. And he was making kicks when he was in Minnesota. But something happened. I don't know if it was a mental thing or what. He started missing kicks. And it really started to affect him. Assigning Dan Bailey to the contract extension is extremely frustrating. So the, the Vikings will have to deal with a little bit of dead money going into the 2021 season. They will have $1.7 million in cap room, but either way, they'll have to get a field goal kicker. It'll be either they did sign one, but it'll be interesting to see if they will. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they sign anyone else. And then today, they announced that they released Riley Reef that will save $11 million in cap and get them underneath the salary cap for the 2021 season by uh, $8 million, roughly around that number. The only thing that's extremely concerning is we don't have an offensive line, except for uh, Brian O'Neill so, uh, and, uh, and our center. So we have a center and a right tackle. Other than that, uh, um, well, uh, if you want to protect Kirk Cousins... Um, uh, good luck. So that that's that's the tough thing right now. Uh, we we should have an okay defense if everybody stays healthy. We we got that going for us. But other than that, uh, 
it's just going to be it's struggle to be a Vikings fan. You know, we all know this season was going to be tough because of the reduction salary cap, and and none of, none of the teams were extremely prepared for this scenario. In other news, uh, the Houston Texans still have not traded Deshaun Watson. Uh, there's still a lot of media members that are still e- extremely frustrated with that scenario. Uh, they just want to give different examples of other players and other scenarios, and a few of them want to use underlying conditions which mean no sense to use but they want to which is completely ridiculous but there you know I'll break this down and there's two simple reasons glaring reasons why the Houston Texans do not want to trade Deshaun Watson and number one that He's one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league. Now, I may have some issues with Deshaun Watson, and, you know, I, I've said this before. I, I view him as the great a great comparison that I have to him is like Andrew Luck, where in most of the times he kind of just, he, he legitimately to me just muddles around the first, second, and third quarters. And then in the fourth quarter, he kind of he he comes alive, and if if and if you're competing against Deshaun Watson, if you take him out in one of the first, second, or third quarter, take him out in terms of the get a lead on him, he, his team ain't coming back in the fourth quarter. But if the game is close, he more than not, the team is probably gonna win because he he does have that good factor in him where he where he's pretty much gonna win the game. Other than that. Uh, the other reason why the Texans do not want to dis- uh, trade Deshaun Watson is simply because of that contract. That contract, he, he, it's going to be the first year of that big signing bonus, and it just financially, it just doesn't make sense. People have to remember it, when you trade a player in the NFL, all of that guaranteed money goes gets that cap charged that season it's that simple and nothing that you are going to do is going to change that number and that is it 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 sucks but that is exactly what's going to happen and people are just gonna have to live with that and people just want to keep I saw the one of the most ridiculous trade ideas of all time, and that was Deshaun Watson for Kyrie, Kyrie Murray. And for well, if I was the Cardinals, I would take that trade in a heartbeat. But I, I don't see that trade happening at all because the car because for the Texans are going to take that trade because they're not getting the same value back at the quarterback position because Murray Murray does have a lot of growing to do. He he is not as good as a player as Deshaun Watson. He's not as accurate. He does have a good deep ball, but his mid-range game is not good and he does struggle a little bit. He does have nice wheels and could run around like uh Lamar Jackson. 
but he does you you can't do that all the time and it's just it's just not going to work so either way he will be on the Texans come the next season uh then i saw that jj watt signed a uh, over a 30 million dollar deal with the Arizona Cardinals that was i figured i I don't know. I don't know what team he was really going to go on. That was, it, it sure is an interesting signing. Uh, good for him. He got to decide where he wants, and we will see what happens the rest of the season, uh, rest of the the new season for him. Uh, it's for the Cardinals. It's really going to be on Murray. See what he does. He's just going to have to develop as a passer. Uh, that's the same thing for. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens when you when you want to compare both of them it's just they need to develop as a passer they can run around the field all they want but until they become a better pocket passer they're going to only go as far as the quarterback takes them no matter what star power defensive lineman they get uh, the other things I saw was uh, Dak Prescott got his new contract. It was a four-year, $160 million contract. Uh, I also saw that the Cowboys restructured a whole bunch of contracts today, too. So to get them underneath the salary cap, they... Now, the one thing about this Dak Prescott contract... Well, now more than just one thing. There, there are a few things, but... Hopefully he comes back from injury. That that was extreme, scary right in, ankle injury. Uh, he he was virtually the team. He was extremely red hot going into before the injury. So he's gonna he's probably gonna come off to a little bit of a slow start. That that is possible. So hopefully people don't criticize him if if he does. Uh, and even if he does, it's okay. Because, I mean, it's so hard to perform at the level that he was. With that said, the team that he's on may not be as as good. His team was not necessarily the greatest last year as well. But the team might be as bad too or worse. So we will have to see going forward if the team is going to be where the team is at. Because... The offensive line was already starting to struggle, and uh, we'll just have to see. The defense has always been a massive problem for the Dallas Cowboys, and unless there are massive changes, the Cowboys, you know, the NFC East is always a division they have a chance of winning, and they probably will be the favorites going into next season because, you know, I was going to say if Washington still had Alex Smith, they were going to be the favorites, but... Uh, it looks to be that Alex Smith is going to be released and Jalen Hurst is going to be the quarterback for the Eagles. So that's going to be a tough scenario for them. Uh, and then the Giants still have, nah, I have no faith in their quarterback situation. So the Cowboys are probably going to be the division favorites. So we'll see about them going forward. Other big news, Gronk confirmed that he is going to He's committing to playing in 2021. So, uh, and then Tom Brady is nearing a contract extension. Uh, 
I think I don't know if he's going to play out that contract. This contract just might kind of be for lowering his cap number for this season to get other players under contract. There are, they do have a few free agents. They may just want to keep the same players for next season. Uh, then we get to the New Orleans Saints, which is a debacle. Uh, they cut their punter Mortstad. Uh, Josh Hill, uh, the tight end, was released. Um, they announced uh, Emmanuel Sanders was being released. Uh, they redid Drew Brees' contract. So it was a league minimum. So when if he does announce his retirement, uh, the I think the uh, cap hit is still minimum, and so they're still over the cap by over some sixty million dollars. So they still have to restructure a lot of contracts. But when you look at the New Orleans New Orleans Saints going into twenty twenty one, I realistically do not believe they will be. A, a playoff team I, I, I honestly just don't see it I, I have a hard time believing anybody else will it's it just it, it is a shame for them because they have been, have been successful for such a, such a long time but the fact of the matter is is that they mismanaged the cap they were all in the last few seasons some of their issues have been their fault because of not tackling Stefan Diggs, that was on them. Uh, the issue with the uh, uh, pass interference call was uh, not on them. But either way, uh, it was a good run that they had, but they just didn't go to a Super Bowl and they just didn't cash in when they had the opportunity. So I, I, Tampa Bay should win the division and have an opportunity for the number one seed, but it's just up to see what the Packers do. The Packers are over the salary cap, so they have to move, make moves themselves, and they do have a few holes, so it'll be interesting to see what type of moves they make in the next few weeks. Uh, the draft is now under 50 days away, so we'll have to see what teams, what holes they'll have to do. This draft is going to be extremely important coming up because of the lack of uh, cap space. With the lack of cap space that there's going to be, um, I just make sure that you have to hit all your draft picks. So uh, the last football thing on my mind that I will cover is uh, Russell Wilson. Uh there's been some issues where it's reporting that he is frustrated with the way the team is structured uh, with the head coach Pete Carroll and his sons. Uh, he, the way it sounds is he wants out. And out of the list of teams, I, at least the teams I read is uh, Dallas, Chicago, and uh, I think the Raiders... And I'm, I literally just had the other team in my head. Uh, oh, and the Saints. Well, here's the deal. The Saints aren't going to work out in general because of the cap space issues. That's just not going to financially work or it's just not going it's, to. It's literally not possible. It's just it's, it's not going to happen. The Dallas Cowboys literally just signed Dak Prescott to a contract extension. So they're out there. Raiders are possible, but extremely unlikely. And then the Bears, 
the bears are possible it's just the the issue with the bears is they they're kind of a little bit of an of an aging team on defense with Khalil Mack and then uh, I I just have no faith I have zero faith in the GM making the correct decisions on getting uh, not overvaluating the the trade being done and Seattle I just you know for Russell he 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 seems to be frustrated because he wants more of a say on the offense more of a say in the direction and you know I think I went on a little bit of a rant a couple of weeks ago about where quarterbacks want to have more of a say quarterbacks want to have more of a say in this and they're tired of being the face of the franchise and all this and but here's the deal for Russell Wilson shut up and play your position and I'm not saying that you know for Colin Kaepernick for him if you want to protest go protest on your off time that's not but when it comes to decisions on the football field or management-wise, there's a position for that. The quarterback position should not have a say on the offensive matters. That's not your role. Your role is to be playing football. That that that's honestly the most plain. This is that's. I'm sorry. I just I just get frustrated when. Like an Aaron Rodgers gets wants to have a role and all these other type of things. That's just that's not your job. That's not your role. Just play football. Even if you get traded for Chicago, you're not going to have a say who the offensive coordinator coordinator is there either. So I, I just don't understand why you feel that you want to have such of this mystical control, for which no other franchise is going to give you this, this mystical type of control. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, that's up for football news. Uh, larger news, overall arching. Uh, well, not necessarily larger news. Uh, spring, spring training's going on. Uh, I gotta sign up my football draft as soon as I can or get that going. Uh, hopefully the Twins do well there. Um, it's just. You gotta get moving here on the uh, whole spring training here, football season. Uh, I guess the uh, Minnesota governor is gonna announce here, hopefully shortly, how many Twins fans can uh, be allowed to go in the stadium. I, that's just uh, honestly, that's just a frustrating topic with me because when you look at, across the country, even Democratic governors are announcing that sporting stadiums can open safely. So I, I extremely, extremely do not understand why the Minnesota governor is taking so long on his decision-making process when other other states are green-lighting this decision. So uh, we'll have to see on 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 that decision-making process right there. Uh, the Players' Championship is this weekend for golf. It starts tomorrow. I will flip it on. I did not for Supercross. The Ricky Carmichael's Daytona Supercross was this past Monday. I did not get a chance to watch it live. Uh, it was on racertv.com. I will try to watch a little bit of it uh, tomorrow. I'm off work. I, uh, I need to get around to watching that. Uh, like I said, Right before that, the Players' Championship is on. I will flip that on TV. Uh, I did not do a podcast before this, but uh, Tiger Woods was involved in a car accident. Uh, 
I read a tweet just a little while ago that looks like he's going to be going home shortly. So for Tiger Woods, get well soon. Uh, NBA, I, I actually just read a tweet a little while ago that Kevin Durant is going to be out for a while with a hamstring injury. So I, I'm just like, what's the point? It's just, it's kind of like WTF, another injury for Kevin Durant. That's just, it's just dumbfounded by that. So, ugh, I just, I just get frustrated with the NBA. Oh, and then I, uh, TV news. Um, ESPN and the NHL announced that uh, the NHL is coming back to ESPN. Uh, that's you know for the longest time there seemed to be angst against each other, but it looks like uh, both sides have come to an agreement. Uh, NHL is going to continue on NBC as well. Uh, hopefully, there's not much of a toxic relationship when it comes to the two brands. Uh, both supporting each other is the way to go. Uh, hopefully, the now outside of that, w- the one thing that needs to get the shit show ended is whatever this fucking Sinclair bullshit for the Fox Sports North needs to end, and that shit show needs to get, basically needs to end. Uh, they need to come to an agreement with YouTube TV because I am not sw- switching my streaming services again and not, I, I look, I, I will watch the, the uh, uh, games how I want to, I'm not telling you how I do it, obviously, but I will watch Twins games or Wild games the way I want to. And I'm, but I'm not going to pay for added streaming services just because you can't come to an agreement with YouTube TV. It's absolutely ridiculous that you want to be paid fees when that YouTube TV is the most popular streaming services around. And people are already trying to pay people. Look, streaming services are cheaper, and, and, and they're going to be cheaper because people are just paying for the app. So businesses have to realize that you can't charge – I mean, you can't price gouge us for every little bleeping thing. At some point, enough is enough. So either way. Uh, so Wow, it's already uh, – it's getting late. So I – Still having uh, lovely upload issues for my uh, other podcasts I did. So I will try to get this one uploaded as soon as I can. And looks like probably tomorrow I will get my, uh, I will uh, record my WandaVision review. And then uh, Saturday night or Sunday morning, I or well, Sunday afternoon, sorry, I will uh, record my Supercross review. Other than that, uh, Thank you for listening to my little half-hour news podcast. Um, See you next for my WandaVision review pod. Thank you for listening.